0: My name is Tia Kelly, and welcome to The Hive. Author Michelle Sims is joining me on today's episode. Plus, we have an extended audio sneak peek into Michelle's latest novel, The Fire God Tour, in the second half of the show, so stick around. Hey guys, it, I feel so blessed to be here for another week. I'm actually still coming at you live from on the road. Well, not really live because this isn't really live. <laughs> but anyways, I'm down in Houston checking out my friends and family. I've mentioned this countless times all over social media, how I'm just a Texas girl living in a Philly world. And this weekend, it's been a reverse of that, which is ironic and uh, for this episode, because it is based in the music industry. And the book is The Fire God Tour being brought to you by Michelle Sims. And we're going to later have an audio sneak peek. And the person who is narrating it, she's done some acting, but before then I met her through uh, a former position I had. In the industry and we we were blessed to meet each other so many years ago I'm not gonna tell you how many years ago it was and then this weekend while I'm down here in Texas I got to check out a few of my Philly peeps uh, boys to men and Jill Scott uh, Faith Evans is not from Philly she's from Jersey but that whole era that was that was my error, um, and I really enjoyed it. Got to talk to some people as well that were tied to it was just a small world. And I, I'm just not only blessed about that, but I'm excited about this book because it does take you into that that whole field. I've talked to you countless times about it before and it's something that I hint at because I really, I'm trying to keep the book thing separate from the music thing, but it, it was really cool. It was great checking it out here in my home state and having a little piece of Philly. And like I said, and then now it's just carried over into this podcast episode. It was not planned that way, but look at how you know how that things work out sometimes. So um, I'm looking forward to you guys checking out this interview I have with Michelle Sims coming up after this really short break and then stick around so you can get an extended audio sneak peek into her latest novel. Talk to you soon.
1: So, hi everyone. I'm talking to Michelle Sims, who is the author of The Fire God Tour. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, We've been chatting for a few minutes before we actually got started, so it just feels like we've known each other forever. Yes. For those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. And sometimes uh, recounting my history, it's curious for me. Well, I was originally born in Charleston, South Carolina. It's interesting that I wrote um, three books, basically three acts, because I feel like my life has been in three acts. So the first um, 20 some years. I spent in Charleston. I was educated in Charleston, went to uh, the Medical University of South Carolina, and uh, got a scholarship to um, go off with the Navy. And I spent my second half as a Naval officer and psychiatrist. I finished my um, terms uh, there and came back to South Carolina, where I reside in Columbia, South Carolina, with my husband. And um, I consider myself an auntie to many and i'm the uh, mother to two adult sons
1: okay well,
2: and a budding <laughs> romance writer
1: there we go and that part right there how did you get into reading Well, I will say I've always
2: liked it. I kept a journal and not necessarily from the standpoint of romance, but I had this interesting teacher in the, I would say the sixth, no, sixth grade. And what she would allow us to do is that there was always the last period of uh, either Thursday or Friday was basically free time and we could do things that were creative. So there were several young women um, in my class that loved writing and they were particularly like romance writing. So uh, theirs were sweet romances where one or the other were married to the Jackson Five. And and so the rest of us who weren't busy writing those stories would read the stories, and I just kind of I fell in love with it. Even though I've always um, enjoyed that genre, but it wasn't until I kind of got a lot older that I could appreciate all aspects of the genre. (laughs)
1: And they moved on before beyond the Jackson Five. And they moved on. (laughs) That's right beyond (laughs) the Jackson. Oh my goodness. Okay, and then speaking of families and in just family dynasties you created one yes your family um can you tell us a little bit about the books that are in the Moore family because we're now on book three
2: right the final um,
1: trilogy. so tell us a little bit about them
2: the Moore family they hail from Charlotte North Carolina They are really a dynamic, adventurous family, creative family, loving family. Um, They are very affluent. Uh, And so Charles Aden is the uh, father in the family, his family or orig- uh, his parents originated from Charleston, South Carolina, and they uh, migrated to Charlotte, North Carolina, where he got into real estate and was very uh, successful in real estate. So they live in a part of Charlotte that's known as the South Park area, which is a very affluent area. And so of the three children they have, there's Vincent, who's the oldest, Doris, and Kate, uh, the Act One: Seed on Fire. Act Two: Playing with Fire. And uh, the Fire God Tour actually looks very closely at Cade's line and his family. But there will be other um, books that come out of that saga that look at the uh, other children's families too. But Cade uh, is uh, the musician in the family. Even though Doris is an opera singer, but and the oldest son Vincent is an architect. But they all have, other than Doris, they have a connection with um, a very shadowy group called the network and this plays a part of their life you know we talk about the marriages and how they are trying to balance their careers and all those kind of make up what goes along with the first three books in the fire god series
1: oh wow okay so you mentioned something about the network yeah the network
2: Oh, the network. And I don't know if I talk too much about them, I might end up losing my life, but they are similar to um, the, if you could imagine the uh, CIA and uh, other um, groups, but they cross international boundaries. So they're not bound by any particular um, ideology or nationality, but they're an international conglomerate of men who were captains of industry. They may have been in military, uh, and they're also political leaders that have come together. Uh, and Vincent m- tries to understand what their leaning is, but because Vincent had an international presence as an architect, uh, he became a part of the network. And so the network has actually looked out for the Moore family, especially when they had things in common where their go- they had similar goals to be met. So the, the, the network is a very shadowy organization.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the Fire God tour itself because there are a couple of elements in this book, too, that it like this story just keeps like booming and growing and mm-hmm. getting more <laughs> intriguing. So tell me a little bit more about the
2: Fire God Tour. Well, the Fire God Tour picks up where Act Two ends. And so um, Act One and Act Two are prequels to the Fire God Tour. So we start off with uh, the introduction of Miles and the seed of fire. And then playing with fire, he's six to seven years old and At the point where we're um, at the fire God tour, he's an adult and he's decided to follow in the footsteps of the man that he's adored all his life. And that's his father, Cade, who is an accomplished um, jazz musician. He plays saxophone. But Miles doesn't have an affinity to jazz as much as Cade does. His affinity is to hip hop. So he reinvents himself. As, a, as the uh, hip-hop phenom uh, and mega mobile Ari. And he's about to go on an international musical tour, and the tour is the Fire God tour. Miles, uh, as we are introduced to him in the prequel, we recognize that this family has A genetic history that is a mutation that allows them to produce fire. And Miles, of all the members of the family, has the full expression of the mutation. So not only can he produce fire, but he also can withstand uh, high temperatures and he can withstand smoke inhalation. So all his life, he has been obsessed with fire. And not only now does he have Uh, the obsession, but he has the money to feed his obsession. So he's going on this tour that has a whole lot of uh, people. Oftentimes they'll think that it's like a set, a Disney setup where they're doing uh, different programs with fire, but ultimately it's really him producing the fire. So he hires a chief marketing officer by the name of Bella Wahlberg, and she's the heroine of the story. Who, unlike Miles, not only is she not obsessed with fire, she's deathly afraid of fire. She lost her father, who was a firefighter in the line of duty. So, and she tries to just focus on doing her job. And Miles really looks at her kind of as the antithesis of what he has looked at uh, with women. And these are people he's dated have been women of passion and fire. And Bella's is very cool, aloof. So he looks at her as Belsa, the ice princess. But over time, he recognizes that his thoughts about her are starting to change as he's falling in love with her, even though she's unavailable and with someone else. So the Fire God tour is a A story with a classic trope of um, opposites attract, but it also has another question that is, does fire always destroy ice? And so the readers will have to kind of tune in to uh, look at how the two of them um, negotiate their their differences.
1: That brings me to my next question. I love music. Um, I have a background in music. I used to work in the music industry. (laughs) I like to tie in music. I love music. Mouse is all about music. So it just like in the movies. You know how a song comes up during a scene, whenever a character steps out onto the screen, the minute that Mouse steps out onto the pages of his story, what song would be his theme song? What could we hear in the background in our heads?
2: Well, um, I would say a song that um, and I'll have to give that a lot of thought, but there are a couple of songs that are referenced um, in the books, and that is that he is a Prince fan. And so part of the connection that he's had with his father has been that that he took him to a Prince um, concert and he fell in love with Prince. And so a lot of his mannerisms are a lot like Prince and his music and how well he can play the guitar. So but there is the blue album that has Prince's name in pink that starts off with, you know, I want to be your lover. And he sees himself as a lover, but He starts to get a little more depth to himself as he's he's maturing and not recognizing that that he doesn't want to just be a lover, but he wants to be a soulmate. And so this is a connection that starts off between him and Bella, too. Now, what
1: about Bella? Okay, like what would be her theme song?
2: I would say probably with with her would be beautiful. And again, looking at it from the Prince standpoint, um, the most beautiful girl in the world.
1: I like all this prints. I love all this prints, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, so do I. So
1: do I. Yeah, this is great. And, and
2: and he also, I mean, he makes references to it because part of it is that Miles, he has a bit of an arrested development when it comes to his sensitive side. Early on in the book, he has been given so many different um, attributes. He's good looking. He's rich. He's creative. But his ability to uh, express himself with words the way Prince could, it it was difficult for him initially to um, make that transition until he met Bella.
1: I want to play a quick little game. Sure. I need you to name three things that readers should have on hand when they're checking out the Fire God tour. And one of them has to be a food or a beverage.
2: Okay. Well, I would say... um, a playlist that has to include Prince and some Bob Marley. Um, I, I would oh, say that.
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely Bob Marley, because from the, his mother is from the Dominican Republic, but his, his grandfather, her father loved Bob Marley. And so the contribution from the Tavares family was the introduction of um, to Bob Marley, and rhythms that come from the Caribbean. So that would be one. The other thing, of course, is a nice glass of wine because it's all about um, listening to the music, uh, enjoying a nice beverage, relaxing, chilling, and just um, also giving props to the Southern um, culture and what has been a big part of Southern culture is That if we're going to uh, celebrate, there is no celebration in the South, South Carolinians, North Carolinians, Georgians without a big piece of sweet potato pie.
1: Mm, Okay, All right. So those are our three things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. I love it. I I am not mad at that. In fact, I think I'm going to go find that right about now. Thank you so much for joining us. It was sure, a,
2: I loved it. Appreciate
1: it. Definitely a pleasure. And you know, and I have a feeling this family is just gonna grow. And when they do, we definitely have to have you back on again so we can talk and listen about listen to the rest of the story. I
3: thank you, Tia, and thank you, honey mag, for all your support. The Fire Guide Tour by Michelle Sims. Prologue. Just keep pushing. Bella Alia Wahlberg reminded herself for the 10th time as she rushed around her bedroom, trying to get ready for a teleconference with Mr. Hansen, the new vice president of international marketing at World Music LLC. She had completed a fellowship with the company three months earlier, and her parting with the organization had been less than amiable. What could he tell me at this point? She huffed and furrowed her brows, dissatisfied with her reflection in the mirror. She rubbed her fingers along the crescent-shaped shadows under her brown eyes and felt a lack of the usual smoothness. Before pulling the thick locks of her auburn-colored hair back in a tight bun, she examined the ends of her ponytail, which could use a much-needed trim. Watch the fryer lines, Bella. Her mother's voice echoed in her head, and the fact that she had to remind herself on a daily basis to smile at work provided a snapshot of her life for the last six months. She knew she had spent way too many long days and late nights preparing for Ari Moore's upcoming International Fire Guide Tour, and her life lacked balance. I have to prove I can do my job and there's nothing a little concealer can't hide." She assured herself as she smoothed the loose strands of hair and applied the finishing touches of her makeup. The starched white shirt and black pencil skirt were hanging on the door of her closet as she walked across the room and shimmied into her outfit for the day, ready for battle in the male-dominated music industry in Los Angeles. Working at home was a luxury for her as a marketing consultant for Ari Moore's entertainment company, Ari Music. Even though her family's modest and recently renovated early 20th century Craftsman-style home was not as plush as the mansion Ari Moore had converted into the studio home of his growing entertainment empire, she liked that she could get things done at home with minimal interruptions. Her phone rang, and she saw Darian Grayson's smiling face on the screen. He was Ari's executive assistant. She answered the phone call on speaker. Good morning, Darian. Her voice was less than enthusiastic. And a good morning to you too, Bella. Bella. Did we not get a good night's rest last night? He said it with mirth, but she wasn't amused. What's a good night's sleep, Darian? I don't think I've had one since I became a consultant for Ari Moore. Ari can be a taskmaster, but his bark is worse than his bite. You'll figure that out soon enough. And I'm not sure why you're not calling him Miles at this point. We don't have that kind of relationship, and calling him Ari is a reminder to use the stage name when we're out in public. She slipped on her matching black leather pumps. Have it your way. But the reason I'm calling so early is to let you know that you and Ari have a packed schedule today. The radio stations have confirmed the time for the interviews requested and the local nightclub owners are thrilled you convinced Ari to agree to more meet and greets. I'm not sure how you did it. He hates a packed schedule. She rolled her eyes as he spoke. Ari had told her a few thousand times he didn't want every minute of his day planned with one obligation after another. Her mind wandered as she thought of the number of engagements she had did ten with him, and Reagan. She tuned at the mention of Reagan Madison's name, the lead dancer at Ari Music and one of her favorites. Well, her only gal pal. What about Reagan? Are you listening, Bella? Yes, Narian. She sighed. I was about to say Reagan wanted me to remind you that your girl time with her is over. Dinner at seven o'clock tonight. You've been working hard, Bella, and you need to take a break. She blew out a breath of air instead of protesting she knew he was right. Again, I don't know how you arranged the coup, but Ari has agreed to give Reagan an audition as a lead singer for the group he is considering forming after they return from tour. Bella, your girl Reagan is a great dancer, but that doesn't mean she can handle a mic. Darian, I've heard her sing many times and I think she can handle a mic. All she needs is a chance. Besides, I need to pay for it forward because even though I have the training, I lack the experience of a seasoned marketing consultant, and I know if it wasn't for you, his trusted assistant, she smiled as he cleared his throat and Parker using his influence as a CFO, Ari wouldn't have given me a chance. No problem, Bella. Parker told me you've exceeded his expectations and your wonderful mother, Chief Wahlberg, also put in a good word for you. Having you around, girl, has made my life bearable as we prepare for this world tour. Someone needed to convince Miles that if we continued our expansion in the music industry, we needed to run a tighter organization with schedules and more structure. Speaking of structure, Have you returned Scott Hanson's call, Mr. Uptight himself? Bella looked at the time on her cell phone as she walked down the hallway and into the room at the end of the hall that her mother had turned into a home office, with modern gray painted walls accented with white trim and filled with sleek furniture. Bella especially liked the modern look of the pewter and steel light fixtures and accessories on her desk. She took in a breath and sat down in the chair in front of the camera on her computer. I have a teleconference with him in a few minutes, but before you go, have you finished compiling the list of all the VIP and press passes for Ari Music that are floating around this city? I know many of the members of the press corps who cover musicians, and I only recognize a few of the names on the list you gave me. Yes, I sent you the completed list that Bradley and security gave me, and I looked at it before sending it to you. Many of the names are Miles' former girlfriends or associates. I'll tell Bradley to tighten up the list before we launch the tour. Bradley has enough to do, and I wanted to go over the list so that only members of the press will have press passes for the tour. I'll run it by Ari before I request that Bradley disarm the passes of those who are not members of the press and limit the number of VIPs who are allowed backstage. Bella, I'm telling you this as a friend. I think you should stay in your lane with the passes, which have been a sticky situation for his former press agents. There are women on the list who feel they deserve an all access pass to Ari, and he's allowed it. They're his Uber fans, and some of them are scary. Consider me warned. I have to take this meeting. Bye, Darian, and thanks. Bye, Bella, and good luck. She ended the phone call with Darian and activated the hookup on her computer, which was buzzing to begin the conference with the VP at World Music. The computer screen lit up with the image of one of the receptionists she knew from her time there. Good morning, Brianna. I have a teleconference with Mr. Hansen. Good morning, Bella. We really miss you around here. And someone asked me almost every week when was the last time I heard from you. She pouted while arranging her headset over her ears. I miss seeing you too, Brianna. And tell the team I said hello. I will. Mr. Hansen is expecting your call. Hold on as I prepare to transfer you to his office. The screen went blank for a few seconds, followed by a view of an office with a large mahogany desk and a gold nameplate with the name Scott Hansen, VP of Global Marketing, etched on it. She assumed the unfamiliar, tall, distinguished man seated behind the desk, unbuttoning his shirt and loosening his tie was him. Good morning, Miss Wahlberg. I'm Scott Hansen. You're one busy person. And I didn't realize it would be so difficult to catch up with you. I guess I should have had my people contact your people, but I wanted us to talk on a personal friendly note. He chuckled as Bella placed her hands on her lap and sat straight with confidence before replying to him. Good morning, Mr. Hansen. Call me Scott. He widened his smile and leaned into the camera. Okay, and I'm Bella. She forced a smile. I've been very busy, and I didn't recognize your name on my caller ID. Have we met before? She leaned in a look for a closer view of his face. No, we haven't. During your time here at World Music, they assigned me overseas to head our expansion into the European and Asian markets. I understand that you worked under Brett Watkins, the Director of New Employee Development for the Marketing Fellowship. Yes, that's correct, she responded with a slight tilt of her head. It's a great program, and I heard your presentations were excellent, but let me get right to the point. The artists on the team you promoted weren't pleased with the marketing plans that Michael Monroe came up with after you left, and many of them have told them that they liked your ideas better. There are rumors that they gave Michael the position as team leader on the project instead of you because his father is the Director of Marketing, West Coast Division. Bella's lips tightened and her posture stiffened. What? Nepotism and sexism at World Music? It can't be so. Her sarcasm didn't lessen the heavy weight of hurt and disappointment that had settled in the pit of her stomach. She placed her hand against her belly and applied light pressure as she looked down and pursed her lips. Sir, I'm not sure what that has to do with me at this point. You're aware I'm no longer affiliated with World Music. Let me see where he's going with this, she relaxed her posture. Bella, I wasn't in this position at the time they made those decisions. But I want to make things right. I've done my homework. And is it true you're a consultant with the startup record company, R.A. Music? Yes, but hear me out. I'm offering you a full-time position with my organization, a world-class entertainment conglomerate, and I'll match any offer R.A. Music proposes to keep you. Bella sat back and crossed her legs as she pondered his offer. So, Mr. Hanson, Scott, let me understand this. You said that you did your homework. So you're aware that Michael and I were assigned to the same marketing team where he took credit for my ideas and got the position I worked hard for. And now you want me to consider accepting a position at World Music? Bella, again, that's in the past. And yes, I would like you to come and work with us at World. I want to assign you to work with some of our artists like young Rob. And there are several others who want to work with you again but here's the full disclosure. Bella focused her attention on the screen, avoiding the chance of a dismissive eye roll. We have a delicate situation here. For the time being, I need to assign you to Michael's team. She tightened her grip on the arms of her chair as she saw his Adam's apple moving in a hard swallow. But you'll answer to me during the transition and I'll approve all of your performance appraisals until you're transferred to another team. Of course, we'll need you to sign a contract with a non-complete clause if you leave. We can't risk having you take our information and procedures to competitors. You didn't buy any chance sign a non-compete while you were here, did you? No, I didn't. Scott, I've done my homework too. And I understand that there are several lawsuits against the marketing department for its numerous cases of bias in its hiring practices. You don't have to worry about me joining a class action suit, although someone has approached me about it. Second, I already worked with several of the artists that left World Music and have recently signed with Ari Music, which is more than a startup. Thanks for the offer, but I plan to stay where I am. Bella, you're new to this industry and your decision is either a boss move or is ill-advised. If I may offer my professional opinion, the music industry out here is interesting. I can only make this offer to you once, and if you refuse, I must take you out of my context. I would hate that later on in your career you've discovered that you've made a mistake. Here we go, we're leaving ultimatum and heading to threat level one. Scott, I think we both like to minimize mistakes, but... She took in a breath to slow down the accelerating beats of her heart and let the pause in her statement emphasize what she was about to say. Do it. She looked directly into the camera. Let's be clear and careful about this, Bella. Do what? He leaned to the side and waited. Remove my name from your contacts. Undeterred, she stuck her chest out. Her decision was made. Viewing his image on the screen, she saw his jaw drop and his eyes blink as if the weight of her words were an affront to what he thought was sensible. All right, Bella. But in this town, our decisions have consequences. Well,
0: before we wrap things up, I want to tell you guys about an awesome giveaway that we have going on on the Honey Magnolia site. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm actually in a closet um, in the guest bedroom at my mom's house because, you know, family and stuff. So you just need to find a space that you can actually do a podcast and shout out to Sarah Jakes Roberts and um, to my daughter who also gave me the idea because she spent the night in her closet. (laughs) She's a nurse and she has been doing some overnight shifts and she cannot find a place where she could actually get sleep without the light coming in her room. And she doesn't have like the room darkening blinds or curtains. So she actually made a bed last night in her bedroom closet. So I'm now in the closet doing this podcast, which is hilarious to me. Um, But anywho, Moni Boys has a release coming out tomorrow. I want you guys to check out the cover. It is so awesome. And it's um, the cover is for Awakened. It's the first book in her Oracle Chronicles um, series. Uh, It's a paranormal release, but the cover is... (laughs) When I first saw it, I I had to give her a high five. I, I, I love the cover. It is awesome. Um, and I want you guys to share it, show it, give her some love. But the cool thing is we're having a giveaway with Honey Magnolia. And we've done this type of giveaway before where if you host or help us share and promote some of these um, books this month, you can get a chance to win um, an awesome gift card So those details can be found on our social media feeds. Just look at at HonMagPR, H-O-N-M-A-G-P-R to find out more details. If you're a blogger, a book influencer, a bookstagrammer, you're on YouTube, you uh, review books if you're on Goodreads reviewing, or if you are just a reader who loves helping to get the word out about great books, you can sign up in different ways to help us do this with these authors. And this is just one of the books that's featured. So you can find her cover on our website and don't forget to support her and many of the other authors that are out there that are releasing books this week. Let us know if there's any other books that are out there that we should be checking out. Um, I love reading as I share as often as I can. So please keep me updated on that. Um, Sharon C. Cooper also has her reunited series that's out and she has a special promotion that's happening this week too so be on the lookout for that uh that's all for today's episode of the hive i want to thank you for listening thank you to michelle sims for joining me today along with toya haynes for taking us inside michelle's the fire god tour join us again next week same time same place but before you go Make sure you click to subscribe to The Hive so you never miss an episode. And if you want to know more about Michelle Sims and the Fire God tour or where you can follow her, just stop by our website at hunmagpr.com. H-O-N-M-A-G-P-R.com. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye.